Podcast by Committee is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that NFL ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. And I should point this out, like I do every week, it's not just sports tickets. You get music, you get theater tickets. Um, and with the holidays coming up, why not check out Game Time and throw some tickets someone's way, right? Easy gift. I'm pretty sure the ticket won't say that you got it 60% off, so you're still pretty safe if you stuff that into a card. Uh, anyway, head over to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Everybody and welcome to podcast by committee. Uh, good show today. Madika's back. What's up, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Very excited for the final three weeks of the regular season, and I'm pretty much in it in three overall contests. So hopefully, uh, big bucks, no whammies, all good things. Well, you're still in the overall hunt. You mean too? Uh, we're second in the classic, me and Andy Saxton, the 14-team league, nice. in the prime time with $200,000 uh, grand prize. Me and Vlad Sedler are 11th overall. And nice. in the in, in the inaugural season of the Silver Bullet, which is 180 uh, contestants, single entry only, uh, I am 14th currently. Yeah, Medica. So... Well, uh, you don't to, have to uh, get some Christmas cash. Well, you got well, you got what some uh, Labor Day cash this year too. Uh, no, uh, yeah, well, well like October Day. cash, you know. Yeah, October it cash. Was, it was uh, it was a, a a very good treat that October cash. <laughs> By the way, yeah. So two things to note: number one, uh, Chris Vaccaro, who's your co-analyst on the walkthrough, which is our Saturday morning. These guys give up their Saturday mornings. To give you the most up-to-date information, uh, well, I guess the second most up-to-date information if we're doing it on Sunday, whatever. But it gives you a full day to digest at your own pace, uh, which is behind the paywall. If you're listening on uh, on iTunes, Spotify, any of the free services, which nothing wrong with that. I hope you're enjoying us. Um, the walkthrough is behind the paywall at The Athletic, so members only. And uh, <laughs> if you want to get in on the fun, theathletic.com slash PBC, which is a podcast by committee, but PBC. Um, Check that out. I think if we, we're going to give you 40% off. It's the holidays. Makes a nice gift. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Um, second part of this, Tuesday is our big steak dinner. I'm very excited for this. Very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Uh, I believe we have reservations for 7 p.m., so we should be in a in the fine dining area. Yeah, we, so we're going to go maybe Chris's bar, have some drinks first, which yes. will, of course, make us pay for. And then, uh, <laughs> and then so Vicaro Medica and I have a yearly tradition. We go to a steak dinner. We use our winnings from the baseball for it. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do it in October. Like, I kind of like it when it's holiday-ish, you know, when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Get a nice warm steak and some of that bacon and let Vicaro dictate the menu to us. Exactly. Yes. Uh, the bacon. I I want a double serving of that bacon this year. I've I've made that clear. Awesome. Wolfgang, <laughs> we're going to Wolfgang's. Check it out. It's a good place. They're not paying us for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Matty Mo, I want to get in some stuff uh, with you. Mm-hmm. I, mean, we, I like how we're kind of talking philosophically because 
you know, we can talk about player, 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 but there's something that's been bothering me that I, I wanted to get your opinion on because uh, maybe I'm crazy. But it stemmed from a story a story I did uh, about the Patriots' defense. I should trade him away. And I was like, oh, my God, how could you? You know, their playoff schedule is amazing. And I'm sitting there, and this is like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, it's like, you know, like things happen. Like People get like I, we talk about running backs getting hurt all the time, but defensive players get hurt all the time. Um, I just I, here's what's driving me crazy this year more than ever. And I think maybe like the tide is is shifting a little bit to people obviously being smarter, reading more. But I think we're overdoing it with like looking at week 15 and 16 and say, oh, you know, the Chiefs have the Broncos. And so you get a downgrade X, Y and Z. Or like, you know, the Steelers are playing the Bills. So look out for Juju. You know, by the time we play there, like Smith on the on the Bills could be out. You know, Marshawn Lattimore is hurt right now for the Saints, and that's affecting a matchup um, on a weekly basis. Like, is it is it so dumb to look ahead? Maybe not dumb, maybe misguided that far ahead and say, well, in week 15, derba, derba, derba. And it's like, it's just like things happen, man. People get hurt. No, I actually like to look ahead. And it, I mean, all right, well, good show. Thanks, man. It's it's all dependent upon your situation. Are you sitting in the driver's seat? Are you struggling just to make the playoffs? Uh, the, the Patriots defense, as you pointed out, like those the first half of the season, it was a pretty much a cakewalk. They played some really bad quarterbacks, but they were extremely, extremely dominant. I remember seeing if they didn't score any points this year, they would have been three, three, and one after their first seven yeah, games. I remember seeing that. Yeah. That was that's a pretty crazy stat. And the playoffs do matter. I mean, that's why, I mean, the Browns in the next couple of weeks play like uh, I think Miami and Washington or Miami and Cincinnati. So you you want to have a second defense. As you're getting ready for the playoffs, you want to double up on your defenses. You know, you want to make sure you have that kicker. Because in a lot of leagues, after week 13, you can't make a pickup. So you, you don't want to get a zero in any category. So I, I am looking at a lot of teams here. I, I look at, like, the Giants' schedule. Danny Dimes, I don't know how he became available in so many high-stake leagues over the past. Yeah, I saw you, I saw you mention that. I think that, was in your, I think that was in your yes. article. Like, that's crazy. And I, I was, like, way overbidding on him. But I have him as my backup quarterback. I mean, God forbid something happens to, say, like a, a Deshaun Watson that I have. I, I, I can easily put him in there. He's got a fantastic schedule rest of season. And if a guy like Barkley was to get shut down and like a Wayne Goldman's out there, you know, if you got the bench spot, it, it's all depends. If you got a short bench and you really can afford to do it, then yeah, okay, I understand that. But looking ahead, looking at the matchups right now, especially for teams that are going into the playoffs that or know they pretty much have that spot secured, you're yeah. setting yourself up for success. Let me put it this way. I'm okay if you're saying there's a very easy matchup. I'm not okay if you're saying there's a very hard matchup and I'm running away from like, I don't know. The Bengals have the Patriots in week 15. No way I'm I want Joe Mixon off my roster because they play the Patriots in week 15. Come on, right? Like, well, couple injuries, yeah. that Pat's defense is not the Pat's defense isn't even as good, like you said. No, but like you said, uh, well. The thing with Mixon is one, they got a rookie. Well, Mixon's a bad example. Mixon's yeah, a bad that, example. that really wasn't your Julio Jones. Defense. Julio Jones on the Falcons. They're playing yeah, the 49ers. But I mean, I'm gonna play my studs for the most part versus anybody. But yeah, look, guys, you, the Patriots defense, they can suffer some injuries. But you gotta go off of right now and how you can maximize your your team. 
like and having the Patriots defense and like I said, say even the Eagles have a have a couple of good matchups. Uh, you know, against some really bad teams coming up like weeks 13 to 15 or something like that. So I've been scouting this out. I've been looking at, you know, where are the smart plays here to add either that backup quarterback, that second defense, or like a tight end, like Jacob Hollister. Yeah. Everybody was kind of hesitant on him, but now he's got 16 targets in the last two weeks. He's filling that Will Disley void. And he's got a couple of good matchups remaining. And week 16, he faces Arizona. And Arizona has been very generous to tight ends all season. So, And he's getting, you know, he, Russell Wilson is looking for him. So that's a guy, if he's your second tight end, you know, that's a good option. Trade deadlines are pretty much over, right? How many trade deadlines are you still in, like alive in? I know uh, NFFC you- doesn't have any, but I mean, you're, you're regular <laughs> ones. The only league that has a trade deadline, which they really don't even make any trades, is uh, Jake's league, the the uh, flex. And I have no idea if that <laughs> we can trade in the flex. <laughs> really? You can, I'm, yeah, I'm usually the only one who does it. I made two trades: one with Joe Pisapia and one with Frankie Stanfield. I had, dude. I did not know that. I thought that was like a no trade league. I, <laughs> Oh man, it's pretty much a trade league. But know your rules. Know your rules. Like four trades a year. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm five and five in that league. I'm, I'm doing okay. That's one of my better leagues. Actually, yeah, that's think- one of my better leagues. I'm afraid of Jake getting pissed at me, so <laughs> I'm actually paying attention to that league. <laughs> I think Ronis might have killed my season. Uh, he beat me by like a half a point this past weekend, and I was it was I needed to win that game to stay in contention. So I think I'm done there. I'm sorry to hear that. With no yeah. money on the line. You get a belt. <laughs> you get a belt. You get a belt. That, you do get $100, I do believe. You know, I, yeah. I, the problem in that league for me was I drafted Cam and uh, Ben in a uh, super flex. You know. Yeah. So. That's uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's harsh, no man. Yeah. <laughs> Who are your quarterbacks now? Uh, I got Danny Jones, uh, Sam Bradford, and Nick Foles. And I got those guys. I got Bradford. Sam Bradford. I got Bradford and Danny Jones through through those trades I made. I, I mean, I basically had to add uh, add some quarterbacks. Wait, am I going crazy? Sam Bradford doesn't play anywhere. I mean, Matthew Sam Stafford. <laughs> Jared me. Goff. Sam <laughs> Darnold. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know why I always want to say Bradford with him. Somebody I don't know either. Good. That's weird. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I did a whole rundown. I guess we might as well run through it. I thought this was going to take a little longer. I thought you were going to be on my side <laughs> with this not planning ahead thing, but you're not. So. It makes for good uh, radio, right? Yeah, it makes for great radio. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I had that I threw in there was because uh, we edited a lot of stories the last couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, me and Funston. And um, especially today, we, we had like two, we had two or three bus stories up. Um, and then, you know, Vaquero, who just does whatever he wants. Uh, but but it seems like there are a lot of people like throughout who are very bullish on Odell Beckham. Vaquero, he's, he's like, you got to go trade for him. This week's yes. going to be bad, but into the into the playoffs, he's going to be great. Um, are you, first of all, are you on that vibe? Yes, and it's for the reason I was mentioning the Browns' defense earlier. And to Chris's credit, on all season through the walkthrough, we've been, he's been highlighting how Odell Beckham has faced, you know, some of the top cornerbacks in the league. I mean, and after this week, after tonight, his next four games, he has Miami at Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati at Arizona. 
that's a pretty damn good, you know, three out of four right there. So I I think that's why, you know, everybody's bullish on him. Why, you know, if you can trade him tonight with with an owner that's like, you know what, he's playing the Steelers, he hasn't done nothing, and I'm going to move him, it is time. It's kind of weird what happened to Odell Beckham Jr. Right? I mean, I guess there's explanations for it, but it's just like. Yeah. You know what? For me, I didn't believe the Browns were really like this playoff team that were going to win the division. I thought they'd be 8-8, and but I did think offensively they would score a lot of points. And I loved Beckham coming into the year for the fact that I thought that Baker Mayfield would be able to get him the deep ball, something that Eli could not do. And right. I mean, I forget who put the tweet out, but it was a great one of like Eli missing Beckham wide open on like uh, six throws last season. So that was one of the things I thought. I thought they'd be a, a much better offensive team. It's a shame Todd Munkin is like handcuffed as the offensive coordinator. But I do like that they have, I mean, maybe it's not great for fantasy, but I think it will help the offense It would when they put Chubb and Hunt in, in the backfield together. I think that's going to be fun. I would love to know what Todd Monken does on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> he's, he's becoming the unofficial mascot of the show. It's like what Todd Monken was great with Tampa Bay, like amazing. Uh, and now he's just kind of like Freddie well, Kitchens. He's you're right. Like he's like, oh, I do whatever the head coach tells me to do. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. What's, what's crazy is Freddie Kitchens is a rookie head coach. And you would think, you know, to maybe ease the uh, – load you, you got a guy that a lot of teams wanted or it was highly thought of respected and at least like work with him or something i i don't know it it, it doesn't make sense you know I, obviously the browns underachieved i'm a bills fan the bills should have won that game i'm still pissed about that i thought the bills were gonna lose i said the browns would win before last sunday but i watched a lot of that game and the bills really should have won that one i was watching that through uh red zone and because I was following very closely ahead, you know, as New Jersey residents, we're allowed to gamble on sports. And uh, I'm doing I'm, like I'm crazy, like three dollar parlays. And I had Atlanta. I had Miami. And then I threw in Buffalo and the Giants. And that was like three bucks to win like 500. It was something crazy like that. Um, and the stupid Giants, of course, couldn't beat the Jets. And then the stupid Bills gave up that. Well, I mean, it wouldn't matter because they both kind of crushed. And no one likes to hear about the, the bad beats. But on a $3 parlay, ah, man, man. the Bills should have won that game. They stopped them so many times at the goal line. And I'm just watching, thinking, like, what? Like, run, 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 chub, run, chub, run, chub, pitch. Like, what's Um, going on there? If if you – I have Nick Chubb in a couple of leagues. And as a Bills fan, I was like, it's early enough in the game. Let him – I mean, they had the ball eight times on the one or the two and yeah. did not get in. And Nick Chubb touched the ball like five or six times. It's, if, you, if Nick Chubb's yards per carry looked terrible last, that was why, man, Like because he had like five yards of zero runs or maybe negative. What are you yeah, doing with Saquon, by the way, speaking of running backs who aren't getting a lot of yards? Well, I mean, look, it's like we've seen in the past. If you don't get the blocking and if you're getting hit, Behind the line of scrimmage, repeatedly. Yeah. It, it's really going to be a difficult task. I don't care if you're a generational talent or not. So, I mean, I think you got to be a little ca- uh, a little careful here. That's why I mentioned Wayne Goldman earlier. God forbid he reaggravates something a little. This and you know the Giants are whatever you know three and ten going into Week 14, and they're like, you know what? Let's just rest them. 
give him the thing. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's not a thing that I'm just like confident. Like, you know what? He's still Barkley and he's, he's, he's a beast and he's going to do what he's going to do. I just worry that if he has any nicks or nags at the end, towards the end of the season in those fantasy playoffs, he, the Giants may sit him and say, you know what? We're going to take it easy here, save him for next year. Saquon Barkley uh, in week 10, according to Next Gen Stats, had the longest average time behind the line of scrimmage of any running back in the NFL, the 3.16 seconds. It was him, then Chubb, then Breda, then Le'Veon Bell, and then uh, Damian Williams. Not surprised. Not surprised, right? No, no. uh, Like I said, I mean, blocking does make, you know, make running backs very good. I mean, we've seen the argument running backs don't matter. I mean, schemes do and offensive lines and philosophies. And that's something over the last few years I've really gotten into and I've really tried to target, you know. I mean, opportunity and a guy like Barkley with his athleticism and talent. It's it's a shame. I mean, he you know, he came back maybe a, a, a little too early. I don't know. Yeah. He, I don't think he's hurt, but I don't think he's 100%. And that line is doing him no favors. You know, here's something insane. Uh, I don't know how often you go to the Next Gen Stats page. Saquon Barkley – uh, you know, the efficiency metric, which kind of measures how much of a north-south runner you are. Um, I guess that's efficient. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon's number one, David Montgomery's second, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Derrick Henry. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, I didn't sort that right. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. Those are the five guys who get the ball and just run. They're more of a north-south runner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're two-point whatever, three-point whatever. Um, if you flip it to the worst or the least efficient, let me give you the bottom five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy Kalen Balaj, 6.39. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> Le- Le'Veon Bell, 6.76. Jalen Samuel, 7.23. Matt Breda at 10.01. Saquon Barkley at 145.58. Wow. Do you know how insane that? Like, you went from 10 to 145.58. That is crazy. That's That's how badly he was going back and forth behind the scrimmage line. Hold on. I think we have a fire alarm. Uh, I got a fire drill. I got you up to get the baby, get out, and... uh, No, I'm in the office. No, I mean, it's it's a legitimate fire drill. It's not a... They're telling us to go to the elevators. Okay, so fire drill averted. Uh, We're good. We're coming right back here. (laughs) Matty Mo. Sorry for the false alarm. Quote, unquote, false alarm. Uh, But uh, so anyway, the Saquon Barkley efficiency thing is ridiculous to me. Uh, And if you sort by season long, I mean, the worst in efficiency is 4.7. That's Devontae Freeman, which I assume means you're tentative and you're going back and forth and trying to find space. But uh, like, I don't have time to go through every week right now. But Saquon Barkley at uh, over 10, over seven is insane. 10 is nuts. 147. That's he broke the metric basically. Well, here's the one thing I'll say. It it proves that you know CMC was always the chosen one. Is that all you want? Is that your mic drop moment? Yeah, pretty much. How much Reggie Bonafon do you own? Uh, I don't own. uh, Maybe I own one share. He's in the you know in the in the NFFC. There's deeper benches, and everybody that owns McCaffrey owes him. Bless you. Excuse me. You're right. Yes, sorry. You getting cold? <laughs> you eating your vitamin I C? So. I, I, maybe I will take a uh, little orange vitamin C water in a little bit. Have a little soup? Maybe have a little soup for lunch? 
I had I had chicken soup last night. Oh, it was delicious. Uh, is it homemade or just pour some Campbell's in a in a pot? No, my uh, cousin's wife. She did a little homemade. Threw some tortellinis in there. You put a little great. The the key to good chicken soup is you got to put grated cheese on top of it. Oh man, isn't that the best? Oh, it really is. It really Not- is. You know, I so like I like the like the you know the kind you grate because it's got a little string to it. You know, there's like a little you know a centimeter long. Not like mm-hmm. the I don't like the powdery stuff. Uh, I, I probably use the powdery stuff for more than that. Yeah, whatever. But I, I you know, I'm spoiled. You are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to <laughs> back to Odell Beckham Jr. You uh, <laughs> started a bit about a half hour ago. Uh, if you can still trade, Matty Mo. Um, mm-hmm. Would you trade Julio Jones to get Odell Beckham Jr. right now? Uh, no. I mean, with Sanu gone, I think this is a pass team. They're a team that plays from behind with a terrible defense. I'm keeping Julio. How about the disappointing DeAndre Hopkins? I'm still going to keep Hopkins here. What about Mixon and Juju Smith-Schuster? I want Beckham. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, Let me upgrade his- thing. How about Barkley? Uh, it's a good I mean, one, right? That is a good I mean, Barkley's potential and that schedule. I'm I'm going to keep Barkley and, and pray, put it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, Edelman and Ridley, I assume that's a that's a slam dunk for Beckham then for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, I'm, if I'm getting Edelman and Ridley, I'm, I'm going right. to go that route. Uh, last one, Keeper League for those who are playing in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, someone offers you, uh, or sorry, you got to give up. Someone offers you Beckham and Jordan Howard for Singletary and Juju Smith-Schuster. No, uh, as a dynasty, I, I, I'll take Singletary and Juju. I think Singletary is going to be really good. And, you know, Juju, the way this season just unfolded, I, I, I do believe he's better than this, will bounce back. So I'll take the Singletary and Juju side. I got another philosophical question for you. Okay. One more week of buys left after week 11, week 12. Um, So I've seen people, and just kind of casually throw this in there, but I'm a psycho, so I want to go a little deeper on it. Like, oh, you know, this guy has a a buy still in week 12, so you're missing a week and whatever, whatever. Do you work that in at this point? Like if someone's looking at you to make a trade, like, and the example I came up with is Amari Cooper against Tyreek Hill. Uh, Hill's going to be on buy in week 12. So if you have Hill, you're kind of like five and five. You just, you know, you need that win. You need to get in the playoffs. Would you make that trade and just imagine you're in a world where you like Tyreek Hill as much as Amari Cooper, which I, I'm guessing maybe you do. They seem to be in the same area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Tyreek Hill is what, maybe the second top receiver, you know, rest of season. Yeah. That, that's. I mean, we were talking about that on the walkthrough last weekend, and I pretty much was like, yeah, for me, I mean, Michael Thomas and then Tyreek Hill. Who's yeah. pretty much the top two guys? And I, I believe really, they're both they're both on by in week twelve, right? Um, uh, yeah, no doubts. I mean, uh, I I know Kansas City is definitely Cardinals, so Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, so they're not. Uh, yeah, I lied. the Dallas Cowboys, right? So <laughs> sorry, yeah. I mean, I, I get the idea. Amari Cooper's been fantastic. Dak, that relationship is awesome. He's flourished since going to Dallas. I mean, I, I do get the premise. If you need that win to make the playoffs. I guess you could do it. I probably wouldn't though. That's not that's that's not a move that I would usually make. Just thinking about the kind of player I am. Well, let's say if they were just like, let's say I just couldn't think of two guys who might have been even for. No, I, I think it's I'm actually a really it's a really good comparison because oh, Cooper you. 
You know, I mean, the guy just gets fed. Him and Dak, it's, it really is. I was nervous about the foot, uh, it, you know, entering the season. I just don't, you know, I don't like wide receivers with foot injuries. And I should have listened to the people that said it wasn't going to be a big deal because it really hasn't. And he, But it seems like it is. Every year, every time someone has a foot injury, it's, yeah, that's like the thing. Is. Yeah, usually like almost like 99% of the time, it's like that's a huge deal. Even like turf toe, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I, I can definitely understand doing it, and I wouldn't kill anybody for it if you need to get that win. It's just not something that I would do or usually do. Is it too micro? Like just looking at like guys who have buys on week 12 and trying to trade them away I'm, for – well, Here's here here would be my thing. I'm hoping I built a good enough team with with a deep enough bench that I can get through that week twelve, win it, and have you know Hill in the playoffs. Because uh, I, I mean, I, honestly though, I wouldn't really mind having Amari Cooper. So I think that's a really good uh, good job by you here. With, with, oh, oh with thank you very team. much. Yeah, <laughs> that feels great. Uh, I got some uh, some little quick hitters. Maybe finish off the show with them. Sure. Uh, true or false? Brian Hill will have a hundred total yard game this week. False. Really? Mm-hmm. I like hardcore, like sixty yard game, like total uh, yards. I could see him, you know, somewhere in the say maybe seventy five, maybe eighty. I don't think he's going to pull a hundred. I, I think this team, I think their strength is passing the ball. Did you uh, did you break the bank on Brian Hill this week though? Even if you uh, didn't really need him. I got him in one league where I had just I had money. The the other league where I had my biggest bids where I had money and it was between him and Debo Samuel. I think I put Hill I Hill in for three thirty nine and Samuel in for three thirty nine just because I had so much money. And the guy who had more money than me won Brian Hill. I was kind of happy that I got Samuel. So I, I I think in the long run I'd rather have Debo. Was that you? On Twitter, or someone was on Twitter, maybe it was Vaccaro, talking about how, like, this is a weird year where there hasn't been, like, that break the bank free agent yet until Brian Hill. And it's kind of like everyone's just kind of forced to do it because it's, mm. I've got all this money. You know, like, might as well, I got to spend it on someone. Yep. And he's been preaching that too. Like, wait, why are everybody holding their money? The weird thing for me is in, like, fantasy baseball, I just blow through my fab. And in fantasy football this year, I wound up having more money usually that at, at this point in the season than I ever do. Cause I don't think there were really players that I thought were so great. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I got the same problem, man. I'm looking at, I've got 75 out of a hundred left in a lot of these leagues. Cause I was doing like little ticky tack here and there stuff, but you know what I mean? Like no running back stood out. Like, it's not like a, a, well, I guess it is like a James Conner got hurt, but that, that was a mess when he did, you know, it's not, it's not like a, a Royce Freeman got hurt. So, you know, Philip Lindsay's going to be the guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's a guy I've been, you know, I started stashing again this week, a guy that in the preseason I loved, and he got all the buzz, and he hasn't done, he's done absolutely nothing. I think maybe he had like two snaps this past weekend. But if you can stash him, if you have the bench spot, is a uh, Darwin Thompson. Uh, oh. Sean McCoy, I finally cut him in like the one high stakes league I had him. I've been wanting to cut him so bad. And I was like, get this guy off my team. All you needed and- was a rest week from him? Quote unquote yeah. rest week. I I just think that something happens to you know Damian Williams and this kid does get an opportunity at some point. I mean, we saw what Damian Williams did last year when he came in. Like I said, this is just a speculative stash. It, it probably a zero, 
But if an opportunity arose like last year when Timmy Williams stepped in and went off and carried some teams, you know, maybe I'm just hoping on hope. I get this Williams thing. I mean, it's crazy because you think he's a bust. People get sick of him like, oh, man, what was I thinking? Whatever, whatever. And now he swoops in in week, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. Damian Williams is worth – if he's going to win you a title, he's, you're not a bust. Like, he was worth no, no. a draft, but he just kind of blossomed a little late. Yeah, well, the thing, too, was he was injured in, in camp, and then the LaShawn McCoy signing really just killed us, you know, really hurt him. Right. You know, they were splitting and stuff, and McCoy really is now becoming irrelevant. I, it was not that easy to cut him because if something happened to Williams, maybe he gets another role. But I, I think they're at the point where a Daryl Williams or a Darwin Thompson will, will maybe get an opportunity if something happens to Williams. I kind of I don't want Darwin Thompson to do it. And I'm sorry, I'm just rooting against your advice <laughs> because all, all the like the, the, the kind of crowd of annoying fantasy analysts were just so defiantly screaming his name in the preseason. Uh, Kind of not jerky, but it was just annoying, like how loud and like they had to stick their flag in Darwin Thompson. Yeah, um, I mean, it's I, unfair. I did like him. I did like him, so I was probably one of those guys. I no, I just love this offense. You, I mean, even if it's Daryl Williams, I mean, whoever is the guy, and if he's going to have like a lead role and get the majority of the snaps, you basically want. I don't care, you know, if it was Lashawn McCoy that got that opportunity again. You, you still would want that guy because the offense is too good. And it's Andy Reid, you know? Yeah. Uh, more quick hitters. Who do you start, uh, Mike Williams or Calvin Ridley? Let's call it a PPR. Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Mike Williams to finally, finally get in the end zone. I, I know he's the biggest tease and big Mike and all that, but I just got a feeling mo- Monday night he uh, doesn't even score one. He scores two touchdowns. Yeah. Whoa, really? You know who's going to be the happiest guy in the world when that happens? Chris Vaccaro? Mr. Chris Vaccaro. <laughs> uh, which is going to be greater this week, Matty Mo? Kareem Hunt, total yards, or Traquan Smith, receiving yards? You know what? I'm going to go Hunt here. I mean, Traquan is a really good matchup. Uh, I just... I think they, you know, I think they found something successful last weekend against Buffalo. And I think what Hunt can do in the passing game as well, he looked really good against the Bills. And the Steelers' defense has been really good. I think they're more of a bend-don't-break style. And everybody that killed them for that Minka Fitzpatrick trade, I mean, that guy's played excellent for them. He's really been, you know, solidified that defense and everything. And he's a young player, so, you know. But I'm going to go Hunt here. I'm going to go Hunt. I know most probably would say Traquan, but give me Kareem. That's why we have you on here, because you're not most people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Go have some chicken soup and orange juice. Uh, we're going <laughs> to wrap this up and let you get ready for the walkthrough. You got it, buddy, and uh, watch out for them fire drills. And please get ready by Tuesday. I mean, like, I need a healthy 100% Matt Medica ready to oh, go. I will be. I will be. I will be. I plan on just – it's going to be, for me, like three hours of just – destroying chris vaccaro so <laughs> i would i wouldn't miss that for the world all right awesome uh get well soon thanks for joining us matt uh thanks for the advice and uh make sure you check out medica's uh show it's your show as much as anyone else's the walkthrough on the athletic uh go to the athletic.com slash podcast or 
who we can like just Google the walkthrough podcast. You'll find it. Uh, Matt Medica at CTM Baseball on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, man.